Daniel Ross, my God, what a career you've had, sir. Well, thank you, and, and thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, I think you, you've got a story that needs to be shared in the way that there are people that try to do impersonations, people that try to do uh, cartoon voices and stuff like that, but they don't go the way that you walked, and, and you, you've got, a, you've got a, a victory lap here. I feel that way, definitely. Uh, it, it's been a whirlwind of an experience and a journey, and uh, I feel like it's just getting started. Do you feel like sometimes, because they always say that the most successful people are those that learned how to fail forward. Did you go through that? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I've I've come from <laughs> a lot of adversity, a lot of, uh, you know, difficult situations in life and had to make the best of it like so many other people out there. Uh, I worked in retail, you know, for 15 years, and uh, I, I never thought that I would make my way around to voice acting. Uh, I've always loved on camera. I've always loved, you know, theater and film and all of those things. But uh, this, this detour that I went on here in L.A. Uh, really... Uh, <laughs> had legs <laughs> you took a chance running you, you took a chance and that's what i love about your story is the fact that you felt it you went with it and look how it's developed but, but the thing is is that you've been very honest about it yeah you know i think that uh honesty authenticity is something that you got to keep about yourself uh when you're in this industry because a lot of people ask you to put on different faces mm -hmm. or different voices as the case may be and sometimes you can lose yourself in that so I, I appreciate you saying that very much uh on my tiktok i really you know try to give people a behind the scenes look into my life into the work that i do we have a lot of fun with the fans of donald duck uh you know i make you laugh i make you cry we, we have a really good time over there and i just just feel that being myself, being my, uh, you know, unadulterated, unabashed version of myself is the best way to go. Did you tell yourself stories as a kid? Is that how you develop this skill? You know, I had a lot of the stories told to me because mm -hmm. I would sit in front of the TV for Saturday morning cartoons, uh, you know, with a big bowl of cereal and just listen to all the amazing cartoons that I would absorb. Uh, and uh, I, I think that's really the origin story. But, yeah, I would then take those voices. And, you know, when I was a kid, I'd play with my action figures <laughs> and give them voices and, you know, make their heads explode and all that wonderful stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where it started. Oh, my God. I, it sounds just like my childhood in the way that I would go out there with my Tonka trucks and I would build cities and Jim would have a voice and Charlie would have a different voice and yes! you, know, you know every and you, you built this whole entire you know uh, community exactly and it's it's amazing to me that as an adult I get to tap into that version of myself as a young kid and play when I get into the booth in the studio. It literally is play. And I just anytime I get the opportunity is is uh, uh, incredible. Speaking of playing the video that you did with your mother, my God, what a relationship and boy. And it really shines on that video. Thank you so much. It really was a pleasure to be able to share Mama Duck, my mom, Michelle, uh, with the world. Um, I lost her this year to cancer. Mm. And so, you know, in her in some of her final days, we made some TikToks together where she talked about how she learned how to do the voice and how she taught me when I was three years old. Uh, how to do that voice. And so, you know, that was that was our love language. And uh, no matter what was going on, we could always quack each other up by, uh, you know, doing some some Donald for each other. And uh, yeah, so flash forward to where we are today uh, with this Emmy nomination for Mickey and Minnie Wish Upon a Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, I that was the last thing she and I watched together holding hands, uh, you know, before before she passed. And so this means 
so much to me to be able to honor her memory, her legacy, uh, and the journey that we both went on together through this incredible character. This project that you're on, th- this is amazing in the way that Disney still has that magical touch and, and the way that, that it's brought together and the, 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 the type of animation that they use. I mean, did, did you get to see it before you voiced it or did they get you down first and then built it around you? Yeah, so we call that pre-lay animation, where you do the voice first, Mm -hmm. and then the animators go in and do their magic, uh, and then we might do some tweaks, you know, with the voice later on, Um, but yeah, generally that's how we do it. Sometimes you'll get in and there's a a, a bit of an animatic for you to hit some comedic points for, but for the Disney shows in particular, uh, it's all pre-lay. We do the voice first. One of the things that makes this such a classic is the fact that Disney Plus has really become a part. I mean, it's almost like Disney is in our lifestyle. It's in our house. It's in our heart. And and to be a part of this growing circle, because Disney, to me as a kid, was what we watched on Sunday night. That's right. That's right. And now, you know, Disney is is going on, what, almost uh, 100? Yes. Or 100 yes. years old? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, the magic has been going for generations. And, you know, for, for my part, to be a very tiny uh, piece of, of that legacy just means the world to me. I'll tell you, I'll go to Disneyland sometimes and I'll just sit on the bench yep. and just, you know, people watch and appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, one person created this joy for, for generations to come and to just sit there and, and absorb that. It's it's really special to me. While you're sitting on that bench, do you ever just release one of the character voices just to see what people do? You see they kind of look around going, where'd that, where'd that come from? <laughs> no, I, I behave myself, you know, when I'm when I'm in the parks. If I see the boss, if I see Donald Duck there, I'll go up and say, Hello! you know, but uh, I, I usually keep it to myself because I, I want people to, to experience the magic and it's not about me. So, uh, yeah. Do you become the character or, or do you have to impersonate the character? And the reason why I bring that up is because I had an opportunity to take up a job in San Francisco and they go, no, we need somebody who's going to create characters. We don't need to, we, we don't need this impersonation on the station. Yeah, I mean, to to fully embody a character takes a lot of work. Yes, takes a lot of patience, a lot of time. And in the case of Donald Duck, I would say probably about three months in to doing the job is when it felt like uh, Donald took over and I and I no longer had to do the heavy lifting. Uh, It was a really amazing cathartic moment for me because I had, you know, over 80 years of research and going back and watching the cartoons, trying to, you know, pull little isms to, to, you know, make my performance as synonymous with the character as I possibly could make it. That was my job. People don't go into the show saying, oh, I'm going to hear Daniel Ross. They want to hear Donald Duck. So it was my job to do the best that I could. And at that moment where I could step away and the character was still there, that was really cool. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. When you come out of that sound booth, how long does it take you to be, you know, to go back into the role of Daniel? Because I mean, when when we voice track for iHeart and things like that, if I'm if I say that I'm in in L.A. and I'm in Charlotte, really, I mean, I, I I'm I'm in L.A. until my body lets it go. 
You know, I, I find that uh, on the days where I'm jumping from session to session to session, yeah. th those are the days I'm really exhausted. And sometimes I have to take a moment and say, wait, who am I again? Oh, yeah, that's me. Uh, I have to touch touch base and, you know, meditate a little bit. But, uh, you know, going in and doing, you know, one or two voices, it's just it's so much fun. And you see everybody behind the scenes, the producers, writers, people that, you know, in my case, have become dear friends. Uh, that you get to, to hang out with and chat with and then, you know, go do the thing and take a break and chat some more and then go back and do the thing. It's it's wild. You, you talk about going and, and doing several different sessions in one day. How do you transition in that way? Because I take daily transition walks before I go into what the next expectation is. I've got to be able to drop what I just did and make that transition into where I'm going. Yeah, it really depends on the circumstances. A lot of what I'm doing uh, currently is uh, video games. Oh, wow. And so, you know, the, the, the difference between a really high-energy, quirky cartoon character and a really grounded uh, performance in, like, a fantasy adventure are very, very different. So, you know, from Donald Duck, I kind of need to calm myself down. So I may actually sit and meditate. Uh, I may, you know, listen to some music or take some time to just do some heavy so, some uh, some breathing yep. uh, to get myself to a place where then I can take on this other character that I am developing. See, a lot of people don't understand, Daniel, how much it does play with our head and heart when when when, when we do different reads and do different interviews and things like that, because it, it doesn't go as easily as what everybody thinks it does. You're absolutely right. It's it varies every single time you step into the booth, yep. uh, and and it's it's a challenge and a, and a joy and an adventure. I, I every time I go, I'm just so excited because you never know what's going to happen. You might run into a celebrity yep. at the studio. You you might get to do a, a character voice that you weren't anticipating as an extra voice, or you know you might have a moment that is just so brilliant and amazing it knocks your socks off, and you're like, wow, I did that. That's so cool. <laughs> uh, you, you never know. You never know. You just gave me a big flashback the day that I I just happened to bump into Mickey Rooney. And, and then and I thought, oh, he's not going to talk with me. And he says, get over here and sit down. Let's talk. And, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's things like that where you go, I hope everybody is just like Mickey Rooney. Oh, man. Everybody that I've met has just been absolutely wonderful and uh Oh, man, I, I I miss going into the studio as often as we used to before yeah. the pandemic. Uh, but uh, still, anytime I get to participate in something and work with a group of creative individuals, uh, it's just this is what I love doing. Yeah. What is your, your biggest goal? Are you are we going to start seeing you? Because, I mean, iHeart now has iHeartland, which which is their own little metaverse and things like that. They've teamed up with different businesses, Intel, as well as uh, State Farm. Are you going to start getting into that metaverse thing as well? You know, I, I really haven't contemplated it, but uh, I do have an Oculus, and so I, I like to play poker yeah. uh, in poker tournaments. So that's that's kind of cool. I can sit from my living room and, and play with a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, I, I'm all for it and seeing what that, uh, what that world uncovers in the future. The Emmy, when you get it, what do you do with it? Because, you know, we don't get to see that side of the story. We only get to see those that win it and how they won it and what they said. But what are you going to do? Well, if you follow me on TikTok, uh, you'll definitely be able to see uh, those details. Um, if, you, if you don't follow me already, I've got 1.3 million followers on TikTok. You can find me under actor Daniel Ross across social media. I'd love for you to come and join us. Uh, you know, we do some fan stuff with Donald Duck and the fans. We, we talk about the voice acting journey. I show you behind the scenes. I'll make you laugh. I'll make you cry. But for the Emmy itself, I mean, look, I, I'm not counting my ducks before they hatch, but... Uh, <laughs> 
if if that happens, uh, there is a, a beautiful uh, painting that a fan sent me uh, of my mom and I oh. from our video together on TikTok, and the Emmy is going right next to that. So uh, I, I see it in my mind. I hope for it. But uh, again, uh, just to be nominated is beyond anything I could have ever imagined. You're so real with people. Is that the retail uh, person in you? Um... Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe I don't know that I want to give retail the credit for anything uh, but uh, honestly I just feel like it is so easy to put on different masks and different faces yeah. when you're out in public you know with voice acting people just see the finished product they don't see the, the blood sweat and tears that go into it and I'm a talker and I and I like to share so yeah. if people are interested in seeing you know who who what a real person looks like behind the scenes uh, I hope it can be me yeah. I, I try my best to just stay as humble as I can and uh, uh, just keep on trekking because again this is a job and I want to keep doing it for the rest of my life yeah. the reason why I bring that up is because during the lockdown, I was starving for people. And my wife looked at me and said, if you need to be with people, go to a grocery store. And I did. And every person that comes wait, wait, up- Wait, 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 You were starving for people, I, so you went to a grocery I store. I did. I did. I did. I went okay. and got a job at a grocery store. And, and every time someone comes up to my register, it's a new performance. And I love it. I, it's, it's like yes. being on a stage every time. Hey, how you doing? All right. And then you dig into their life. And then you go, okay, how can I add to this? Exactly. And you can appreciate this. So my mom, uh, while she was still with us, we'd go to the grocery store and she would go up to random people and say, did you know that my son is the voice of Donald Duck? And they would go, uh, yeah, OK, lady, sure, cash credit. What are you what are you paying with? <laughs> <laughs> moms I, I just I love my mom so dearly so she's in this studio with me every single day and I said mom I'm doing it for you because you sat with me as a kid there you go yeah you know it dude you got to come back to this show anytime in the future the door is always going to be open for you Thank you so much. I would appreciate that. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Be brilliant today. 